The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Andre Salveson. How you doing, Ajay? Uh, good. Good. How are you? Practicing a little social distancing today. Yeah. So uh, they've told us that only essential employees need to be in the office, and so I'm the only one that got booted out. <laughs> that was really nice of you guys. <laughs> That's not true. That is so true. It's not entirely true. It's pretty true. Uh, I'm good though. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. I haven't really <laughs> seen you all day. But uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. Let's have a great show, though. Yeah, good show. Uh, roll call show. really quick. Let's do, can we do roll call? 435 339 435-339-0321. Where are you listening from? How you doing? You doing all right? You hanging in there? Are we helping you or are we hurting you? That's more the question, I think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 435-339-0321, roll call. Let's, uh, let's get it going. Did you answer this question from yesterday? Which one? Uh, what, what, uh, what's the question? What makes you want to be a rancher? That wasn't for me. That was for Carl Smith, our and U.S. Men's Basketball trainer. What is your favorite rodeo event, if you have one? I did tell him I was a rodeo clown one time. It didn't go well. Oh, okay. It went very badly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eric, I, you know, it's been weird trying to find things like, because the research that you and I do, I mean, we're thorough in it. But you can't just sit there all day. So you're like trying to find other things to do. Like there's only so many times you can clean your house. You know, and you can't really mow your lawn. It's just, it's weird. I want sports back really badly. I'm missing it. I mean, I was doing good for the first week and a half. Now it's just getting really tiring and exhausting. And I miss it. But the way it sounds like it's it's not coming back for a while. So get used to it, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, more NBA players are being tested. And coming back with positive, positive results. results, huh? Uh, Marcus Smart. We talked about the Nets the other day. Now there's Lakers players. Uh, until we start getting negative tests, um, this is going to drag on. Now the NBA is saying, shut everything down. Close down your offices. Close down your practice facilities. Close down your gyms. NBA players, do not go to any uh, private uh, gyms, unless it's your own in your own house. Don't go to the community gym. You have a local gym membership. Don't go there. Yeah, it sucks, man, because uh, Sports Academy uh, is awesome. Is I love the Sports Academy. I, I usually go there and walk my 30 steps and then go sit in the sauna for an hour and, you know, get it all out of me. It's It's been weird. This is, this is different, obviously. Uh but uh, again, there's more to it than than just sports and, and individual concern. It's it's a it's a worldwide concern, and um, it's it's dangerous, and we need to be very smart how we're handling the situation. So we'll get through it, though. You know, we will. It, it will just it'll take its time. And <laughs> but the sooner we obey the, re- the restrictions that we've been given from the government, from our governor, and uh, and the, those community officials, the, the quicker we'll move on with life here. So. Couple things on that. Um, just to just 
not to be a fear monger, but just to pass along the information. No, it, we need just to. That's our job, right? Pass along the information. We can only talk so much sports right now. Um, that the uh, state epidemiologist says that uh, there was a big jump today. Uh, so now there are over 112 cases in, in the, the valley s- in the state. Oh, okay. In the state of Utah, um, but um, but they're saying it's pretty consistent that. Uh, it increases by 50% every day. Wow. Uh, so there's, there's likely going to be more. And we're, more people are getting tested now. Uh, so I'm sure there are a lot more than that who have it. They just haven't been tested. Tested yet. Yeah. And the other thing about it is we see lots of cases where people have it. They just, they're asymptomatic. They don't know it. So if you're not careful, you could be spreading it around. So Illinois went into a statewide shutdown today? Is that what I heard? Like, statewide shutdown. California did that yesterday. And Illinois did it today. I, From what I've heard, there's going to be a couple states in the East that probably are looking at the same situation. If they shut it down here, does that mean we don't do a show? I'm serious. Like, do we not do a show if they shut it down here in the state of Utah? What, what happens? No. So that's a good question. I, I just don't know, and I want to. I'm just curious how that works. So there is. A, we've been looking into this a little bit. So oh. um, the Federal Communications Commission has said that uh, radio stations uh, serve a critical service in times of crisis uh, or in unique circumstances, and so they're one of the few organizations that are allowed to still have personnel on hand. Granted, we're still going to be very careful about. Who can come into the building and who who can't? And yeah. what are we doing to sanitize as we come in and as we leave? Um, but yes, there will be some things that will be scaled down. Uh, there are some things here in our whole radio group that can be done remotely when you don't need someone here. So shows could be done from home for some stations. So uh, let me guess, but, you guys should keep me at home. But shows like ours, where it's a ongoing talk show. It is a little bit different, but one of us could be home and the other one could be here. So it could be me that's home, and uh, and you're here running the board but connecting with me remotely. So <laughs> what have you done through the, the past week? Because, Eric, this week was supposed to be so much fun for all of us, right? Utah State's in the NCAA tournament, NFL trade, free agency stuff going on. You've got NBA basketball that's starting to hit down the stretch, get ready for some playoff games. And it all just, this coronavirus just took hold of the whole entire world and put it in its little big, you know, big hands and, and shifted it. What have you done to replace the time where you would be watching sports, right, and, and getting the thrill of, uh, of NCAA March Madness? What have you done to replace that? That's a fair question. That is a really fair question. Can we ask our listeners the same question? And I'm asking more out of curiosity and suggestion-wise than I am just to bring on a conversation. Like, I am running out of things. I've watched, I don't know how many movies, how many TV shows. I've listened to a few different podcasts. Some were good, some were horrible. Um, And then I just, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering what you guys do. Like, I really am. So, uh, for our listeners, you can text in a 435 339 Zero three two one. Just give me your suggestion. What like what TV shows do you watch? What books do you read? What movies have you seen that I probably should go watch? Maybe I haven't watched a movie. I haven't read your answers over the air. 
But what about you, Eric? What have you done? Uh, t- uh, to be honest, I haven't had time for that uh, uh, because of some of the other things going on here and other things that I'm involved in uh, outside of this radio show. Uh, we, we've been really busy covering the news. Which has been plenty here in the Valley. And so I've had plenty of long nights and I haven't had time to uh, entertain myself or find alternatives to being bored. Um, that hasn't hit me yet personally because uh, I'm involved with our news team and that keeps us plenty busy over the last week. But as this drags on and things are quiet everywhere, that may be a totally different story. You know, I was just seeing some photos of New York City, the liveliest place in New in the country, right, in the United States. It's weird. There's like, I think I see a photo of eight people outside on the street, and the street in the street photo is about a hundred yards, and there's eight people in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's eerie. In Las Vegas, which was hopping about two weeks ago, is. Totally shut down, practically, right? I mean, hotels and everything like that. I know that Utah State already held its spring break, but there's a real concern among other millennials and other college people and young people who are not heeding the warnings they're going about. Because early in this, they said the the the, the discussion was, oh, that age group is least prone. Uh, it's the the older populations that we need to be concerned about. And so they're like, ah, okay, we're going to go party. We're going to do our thing, whatever, you know. But the fact of the matter is that they are really uh, strong carriers for this disease, this virus. But there's some studies lately that uh, that population, age groups 18 to 50, are starting to be hospitalized more and more. So I don't know if it's mutating or if we're just – understanding this disease a little bit more. But so everybody, regardless of your age classification, everybody needs to be careful. Yeah, just stay inside, too. Like, if you have the chance to just stay inside, do it. I mean, this is the greatest (laughs) excuse to be like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not doing anything, I'm just staying inside. Go rearrange your bedroom or, I don't know, I know you've probably cleaned five or six times already in the past six days, but uh, just stay inside and obey uh, the rules and regulations that we've been given. And um, this, Hopefully this, this a, thing will be over. This is a great point that I just saw. Someone saying that uh, you know, social distancing it really will pay more dividends in about one to three weeks because anything that's happening within the next 10 days, it's stuff that was already going on. Mm. Because this this virus can incubate for 14 days before it starts to manifest itself. So just because there's a surge in cases going on right now doesn't mean that the social distancing isn't working. Let me, I, I, I'm going to ask you, this just more of a curiosity, but how, when do you think we'll be back to having sports? As a sports radio show, I'm asking just because we're a sports radio show, it's our job. When do you think we'll be back to having the NBA Having Major League Baseball, maybe having, maybe not, or maybe having high school sports. What would be your guess? Well, those are great questions, Ajay. I don't know. Isn't that because the craziest part some, that we still don't know? Yeah, because you look at some other countries, I mean, it's months to try to get it to come down. Um, South Korea was very progressive and extreme in how they were battling it, and their cases are very low. 
uh, and uh, they're kind of getting back into normal patterns again. Um, but there's some thought that if if we can figure out, start to figure out who these people are who have it, and then isolate them more quickly, and isolate those who may have been in contact with them, then uh, then other things may be able to start to go as normal. As long as those who have been in contact can be isolated, other things can uh, can go again. And maybe it comes to the point where sports start happening again, but they don't happen with fans for a while. Yeah, see, I think that's the I think that's the first precaution they take is that when they come back, they still don't allow fans in there. Could you imagine if they skip the regular season, go to playoffs, and have no fans in there in basketball? <laughs> it would be surreal, it, but at it, least it's it? basketball. Wouldn't it throw your mind off a at little least bit? It's like sports. I mean, the salt, the Vivint Small Home Arena as a four-seeded team, and by the way, which would mean what? I mean, there's no home court advantage. So if you're an eight seed playing a one seed, look, you're just playing in an empty room. This is an open, or this is just a close scrimmage for you. Go play free, go have loose, and let the ball fly. Like Wyoming basketball all over again. Uh, really quickly, just per courtesy of uh, Doug Hoffman, uh, me relations for Utah State football, Utah State Athletics has announced Friday that all of its spring events are either being postponed or canceled while all team activities, including practices, are suspended through at least April 15th. Spring events involving Aggie athletics that have been canceled included Football Pro Day, that's extremely unfortunate, which was scheduled for March 25th, its spring football game on April 9th, its Whiteside Scholar Athlete Luncheon, and it's annually held in April. Uh, USU is also postponing its Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which was scheduled for April 10th, along with its Aggie Road Trips, which occurs in May. Now, additionally, all Utah State Athletic facilities include Maverick Stadium, the Dean Glenn, the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum, the Wayne Estes Center, the Lob Indoor Training Facility, and the Icon Sports Performance Center are closed until further noticed. USU officials will continue to monitor the situation and determine the next steps. So, uh, there is no Aggie Spring Scrimmage. There is no Pro Day. that They've canceled that. Uh, there is no Hall of Fame induction. Wow. That's bumming. Bumming? Bumming. That, that's bumming. Yeah, bumming. That's a, that's that's that sucks, Eric. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh, okay. I wasn't sure of that yeah. other term. Yes, that sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, and it had to be done. You had to make that official. If anybody, oh was... yeah, oh absolutely, no, no, because it's... we continue to get more confirmed cases. It continues to grow. It, this hasn't um, started to decline yet. I think once things start to decline, then we can start to project out, okay, this is the pattern. It's on its way down. Uh, if it follows the continued pattern, then by this time, we should be able to start introducing things again. But right now, we're still on the upswing. Uh, it hasn't flattened out yet. Uh, it may still be a little bit. Uh, but hopefully that it is just a little bit and not a long bit. But you know what? In all of that, though, Ajay, there are some some people doing some pretty cool things in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of businesses that are that are doing some unique things that they wouldn't normally do, and those are being highlighted on CashValleyDaily.com. Oh, cool! That's but awesome. In addition, if if your business or your club or your organization or your your church 
You're doing anything that's uh, doing anything different? What are you doing in light of this COVID-19 restrictions and precautions? Call. There's a designated number. Call it in and leave a short message. Uh, because you know, everybody wants to know what's going on. And, and we're going to share that message on our group of radio stations to help get the word out. So if you are a part of an organization, a church, or a business that's doing something different, or just want to let people know what you're doing in, the, in this current state of affairs, call 435-774-1674. Again, that's 435-774-1674. So from us here at The Fan, from all of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group, we want to help get the word out so people know. Um, there's a, a group of restaurants that came together. Say, hey, we're going to help each other out. Free delivery, free food delivery. And uh, you, you can't come into our stores to dine. You still got to eat. You're stuck in your home. You're tired of, tired of fixing your own cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, so this, uh, we helped create this, this website for all these restaurants. CashValleyRestaurantDelivery.com And there's other great things like that that are happening where businesses are going above and beyond to help people out in these uncertain times. So kudos to all those businesses that are doing that. It's awesome. Yeah, it really is cool. And it's cool that you guys are helping promote it on CashValleyDaily.com. I think that's really awesome of you all. Um, and again, I didn't know some of these, these, these restaurants were local. So when I go out to dinner, I actually now go out to these local restaurants and support them. I had no idea. Like It's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, some great food, too. Holy crap, it's good food. So, yeah. I'm always up for good local food. Always. Absolutely. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, uh Hey, uh, coming up here a little bit later on in the show, uh, we're going to do a couple of different things. We are going to – the NCAA tournament should be going on right now. Today should be day two of round one, basically. Oh, don't. Oh, so I want to cry. We're going <laughs> to – we want to go back and look at what were some of those Aggies that had great moments in the tournament. Mm-hmm. There haven't been a lot of wins in the tournament, but there have been some great individual performances in the NCAA tournament. And so we wanted to go back, reminisce on some of those. Later on in the in the show, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have a great interview with somebody who has won, who's won multiple times, and that's at the high school level, won multiple state championships, Preston Boys Basketball. Um, they returned to the championship and won it again. That's incredible. They've had so That's much just success. Stupid, ridiculous! What they're what he's doing. Over Coach there. Tyler Jones will be joining us just after five o'clock. So stick around for that. Uh, great success story. Awesome. Just Up impressed. Awesome. Hey, by the way, nine three one five just texted in Eric. Is spring football practice for USU canceled? Answer to that is yes. If so, will they get to make those days up? Do you know if I that- don't know. Because if they, I mean, if we're waiting till May or June, graduations already happen, and usually fall football starts when? August? Well, commencement's not going to happen. USU made that announcement earlier this week. Hey, are but. they still doing finals and such then? Do they do their finals? Do you know? Uh, it's all online learning. It's supposed to still be going on. Wow. So, okay, so at answer 9315, yes, spring football practices are canceled. 
We do not know if they are making those up or if they have the chance to make those up. If they do, it is going to be extremely limited um, based on time, getting kids out from school, finals, and all that. Like, There's a ton to put in there. Uh, I don't, I don't know. know how they're going to get it in. I don't in. know how they do, how they do that. Hey, and then later on, I've got to ask you about this, uh, the college basketball's GOAT bracket. 64 players, women's and men, seated. Who would you take as the number one greatest of all time? And there's a 16-1 matchup, Eric, that is saucy of a guy that you and I are very extremely familiar with. Well, in fact, the state of Utah is very extremely familiar with that could upset the number one. Mm. Okay. We'll find out coming up on the other side of this timeout. We'll also look back at the uh, individual performances by former Aggies in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and what were some of the individual performances that you remember? What were the performances that stood out to you? We may have a recency bias here. I'm fully going to admit that. But if you, uh, if, if there's a, a game or a player that you remember that really stood out in how they played in the NCAA tournament, text us, let us know. We'd love to hear it and talk about it. 435-339-0321. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Hope you are practicing your social distancing. Be vigilant. Number of positive cases has been going up every day in the state of Utah. So you still need to be careful. Still um, don't try to be a Superman because you can be a carrier and you can hurt other people. So be careful. Uh, By the way, just a note on uh, sporting things. There's been some debate about the Summer Olympics. Tokyo Games according to the uh, International Olympic Committee, are still on and are scheduled to start July 24th. Wow. But the, uh, the I guess, the, the International Swimming Federation, and I may not have that title absolutely correct, they have called for a, a one-year break and just do it next year. But uh, how do you do that? All the Olympic facilities are are closed around the United States. You can't do international qualifying events right now. Uh, Maybe they still do it, and you have to be, you know, pass rigorous screening before you can come. And it's scaled down on what they offer just to give the world a distraction. I like doing it next year. Like. I mean, because it's, I mean, it's, it's, what is it, a four? Is it a four year wait every year, right? Or every term? It's on a four year cycle. So then we just wait three years and have, I mean, yeah, just do it next year. Then the next time will be three years instead of four year wait. That's not a big deal. Because whomever has, I, can't, I don't even know, who has a 2024? Uh, is that Los Angeles? Yes, I believe. I mean, the, the 2024, they already know they're going to have it. Uh, so they it, can continue preparing as they, they don't need to delay anything. No, it's, uh, the, the real question is... It's if, in Paris. If, France. Oh, it's in Paris, so yeah. then it's 28 in Los Angeles? Yes, 28 in Los Angeles, 24. And then we got the 2023. Do we have the 2023? No, we don't know yet. 
for the Winter Olympics, do we? We're still waiting to hear who's got the Winter Olympics in 2023. Well, it, no, it wouldn't be 23. Uh, so if the Summer Olympics are in 20, then the Winter Olympics are in 22. Oh, okay. So See, they, now offset. Yeah. they offset. Um, didn't always used to be that oh, way. Oh, Beijing got it. Of course they got it. Uh, so here's my question. With If they continue it, Eric, with uh, the Summer Olympics this summer, basketball is going to be going. No matter what, even if they do playoffs, it's still going to be going. So that, like our conversation four days ago or whatever about who do you take really becomes legitimate now. Like who do you take? Right, do you just take college kids and say, you know what, our best college kids are going to go play the pros? Because the yeah, if the NBA season extends into early August, which is very possible, the Olympics begin in late July, and you have to have some qualifying events. So. Uh, if they're going to hold the Olympics, they're still going to do it. And if the NBA picks up, there's a lot of ifs there. Then I think that you have to look at, if you're Team USA, to say, look, we're going to have to make up our team of any non-playoff players. And just, you know, it is what it is. It's, we're yeah, not going to be sending our best this year. And by the way, other countries will be suffering the same fate. Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, uh Giannis, Joe Ingles, Patty, well, maybe Patty Mills. He's played for the Spurs. They may or may not make it. There's a ton of other foreign players who will be in the NBA playoffs who will instead be in the NBA playoffs instead of playing for their Summer Olympic team. They're going to be just as hurt, by the way. They're going to be they're going to be in big trouble. We'll be all right. I just don't know how they pull it off. I mean, you've got... This, 40 million people in California in, in lockdown. You've got Italy in lockdown. You've got Spain approaching lockdown. Uh, there's been a huge spike in cases in Germany within just the last few days. Um, Spain, it, France. <laughs> uh, we already know the problems that are going on in China and in the Koreas. Um, so it's... The, the big concern right now is that uh, it's mostly been affecting northern hemisphere countries, but as it starts to uh, warm up, it's going to shift to southern hemisphere countries. And so like the whole continent of Africa, it's just a matter of time before it explodes there. So I think this is uh, the, the International Olympic Committee, they have to see the trends and what's going on. Uh, granted, I'm not one to preach that we should overreact and just go nuts but to be prudent but at the same time I mean, it's pretty clear where this thing is going and how long it may take before it settles down to have an inter- international competition where you invite people from all over the world to come to your place I don't know seems risky it does yeah it absolutely does <clears throat> this is just, this is a whole different level, isn't it? Like you, with all the sporting events that have been canceled and some of it affecting into next year. And I love the question that you asked Coach Hanson the other day of, 
Like if seniors, if they lose their season, which right now, by the way, if we go past April, right? It, like they said, two weeks. If they have to go another week past April, I, it's in serious danger of just canceling the season at that point because you already lose one week of region play because now you're already skipping non-region play. You already lose another week of region play. I don't know how you've, you make, you can't really make up for that. Plus you have school ending and uh, you say it'd be too difficult. And so I love the question you asked, of, would the seniors be allowed to come back? Would you let them? And then the other, I mean, but with that answer would come LDS missions. You have some kids who now can serve at 18, but yet the, on the other hand, is the church going to be allowed to send missionaries out with this whole coronavirus? Like, there's so much into it that connects everything back to the where it started, which is the coronavirus. <laughs> there's, well, I think what you've illustrated at the bottom line here is there's still a lot of unknown. Yeah. And that's kind of the answer fluid. we get from everybody, right? We just don't know. Oglesby, it's too early to know. Coach Hanson, we don't know. I've asked a ton of people, you know, with you know, in March of, in charge of sporting events and such, and they just say, I don't know. Please come back to me in two months. It's crazy. Uh, I know you see. Did you see Colorado State send out a little video today? Colorado State hoops. Oh, I did. The March 10th to March 20th, or March 20th to March 20th, 10 years. Yeah, it's been 10 years. Uh, Northern Iowa took down number one Kansas. They were, uh, Northern Iowa was a nine seed. Kansas was a number one seed. They advanced to the Sweet 16 on a three point shot. So I guess that the, the player that hit that, and all of a sudden his name is flipping my mind. It's a long name. Uh, he's now an assistant coach for Colorado State. So that's why Colorado State put it out. That's cool. But it was, it was not. It was fun. He got his little kids to help him recreate the shot. You know what? When there's no basketball. And there's nothing to do. You you got to do something. Hey, credit to JJ Sports, uh, Jeremiah Jensen, who's been putting out all those videos by request. Did you see the? Oh, uh, those are been, those have been. Cool. Did you see the fifty-eight fifty-six win? Uh, for Utah State over uh, I, BYU. I heard that he was doing that, but I didn't. Go it's back cool. You should. Go, it's awesome. Uh, Anthony Cavillo, Cavillo and uh, Walsh go at it for four straight quarters. I get it's actually those highlights, of, and then he just put out one of um, Darren Williams' uh, forty-two point performance versus the Thunder in Durant, who had forty-six, and the Jazz won in overtime. He just put that one out. There's some cool stuff. So if you have Twitter and you're and uh, you're following Jeremiah Jensen, go look that up. That's he has a like. I mean, it's four days of just straight like highlight videos and clips. It's it's pretty awesome. Uh, so that kind of gets us to where we're at, uh, reminiscing on uh, you know the the times that 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 were the games that we've enjoyed watching that we don't get to watch now. But uh, we want to talk about those uh, great Aggie moments. In the NCAA tournament, uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, text us in if there was a an, an individual performance by an Aggie in the NCAA tournament that you really thought stood out, and maybe it's not somebody that had the the, the most stats or the biggest box score. But if you want to uh, let us know who you think had a great moment in the NCAA tournament, 
And we'd love to hear that. We'd love to get the feedback from you as well. 435-339-0321. Ajay and I are going to go through some of our memories uh, and highlight some of the past games that Utah State was involved in in the NCAA tournament. That should be going on right now. But uh, in light of that, we'll do the same thing. We'll, we'll reflect back on some of those great moments in Aggie history uh, and love to get your feedback on it as well. 435-339-0321 right here on the Full Court Press. In the sports you care about, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in on a Friday. Boy, what a weird week, Ajay. You know, it's been really depressing for me, Eric, and you and and it's sad that I don't get the sympathy that I deserve. You know, they cancel the NCAA tournament and then Tom Brady leaves to Tampa Bay. It's official today. Just sucks. It's horrible. And so now I'm sitting here while we're doing a radio show on Patriots.com, watching three games to glory. I'm watching the second Super Bowl. The one where they beat the Panthers. In a doc- I'm watching their documentary. It's pretty good. Without any volume right now, it's, it's awesome stuff. Old school football. Tom Especially Brady. with the sound down. Tom Brady in cold weather from 01 to 07 was a bad A. Like, that guy was unreal. Lethal. Better than anybody in the NFL. Ever has been. He was so good. Yeah, so a couple different major moves today in the NFL. Tom Brady making it official. Todd Gurley going to the Falcons, huh? Atlanta. Right, got fired yesterday, as he said on his day off. And then, um, oh, man. It's been a day. The, the running back that was with the Chargers. Melvin Gordon's going Melvin to Denver. Gordon. Which yes. Why is Denver even taking him? They're, they they have, they're already like three backs deep. I don't understand Do they have that. a spot for him? Or do they pl- is somebody else? See, someone make a else move? is going to have to go. And I think just based on like the fact that they need to probably relieve some cash, they got to get rid of a at least one guy. And I don't know why Melvin Gordon goes to Denver. They don't have a quarterback. Because they're Fla- getting ready to package something. By the way, Joe Flacco just got waived from Denver. So he's no longer a quarterback over there. Well, Jameis Winston and uh, Cam Newton are going to be looking for new homes. Yeah, but they can't play in cold weather. I don't know. Maybe a change of scenery will do them good. <laughs> if it's to L.A., if it's to another Florida team, if it's to... Come on, Denver. Go with Jameis Winston. I don't... That uh, would be so... Dude, I don't he... like Denver, so I think that would be great. Wait, you don't like Denver? I'm n- I have never been to Denver. Me neither. I'm not Thank a Denver you. hater. Dude, we get along with something. I'm not yeah. a Denver hater. I just don't. No, I hate not Denver. not really a fan. Hate Denver. I please take Jameis Winston <laughs> because I'm not a big fan of Jameis Winston either. And those two would make a great couple. And John, like John Elway, the fact that he still has a job as the GM is kind of amazing because he has not done a great job. Outside of convincing Peyton Manning to come there, not a heck of a whole lot is... There's been some good picks here and there, but by and large, 
Yeah, Broncos haven't really been a relevant team for a while. Yeah. Uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about Utah State basketball. Okay. And a reminder, if, if, if you've got a player or a moment that really stands out in your memory about Utah State over the years in the NCAA tournament, I want to focus on that. Not the NIT, not the CIT or CBI or whatever it was they played in for a moment. But the NCAA tournament. What were some of the greatest individual performances by Aggies in the tournament? By the way, this is harder than you would think. This is much more difficult than people would imagine. This is not a gimme <laughs> by any means of the stretch. Now, I'm going to admit, Ajay, I did not rank mine. Okay, good. Because, because I didn't know how to rank them, dude. I was, I'm so glad you just said that. Like, okay, there's I one. screwed. I know there's one performance that probably stands above everybody else. Sure, we already know what that one is, yeah. But I don't know how to rank everything after that. So, how come it's not? We'll just... You know, pick and choose. We'll, we'll mention some of the great ones. But if there's one that we miss or we think that we should highlight, boy, by all means, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. This sucks. This isn't... Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, how do we do just... I don't right. know. Uh, yeah, how do we do this? So I want to focus on the the one that they... They almost got and probably should have got. That's the game against Marquette okay. in Boise. That's a good start. Uh, Aggies came into that tournament with a head of steam, had a great year, um, a lot of, of excitement for that team. Uh, Ty Wesley, Gary Wilkinson, Pooh Williams, Jared Quayle, Tyler Newbold. That was your starting five. Had Brady Jardine coming off the bench. Um, not a heck of a whole lot of else, to be honest. Um, that the a lot of bench help, but th- that starting five was tremendous. Um, but they went up against a, a Marquette team that was that was pretty good, and just never said die. They held Utah State to only eighteen points in the first half, uh, but they came out. Firing on all cylinders to start the second. In fact, had a forty-nine to forty-three lead in the second half, but started getting into foul trouble. Marquette made their free throws. A um, couple guys fouled out for the Aggies. Gary Wilkinson had a couple shots at the rim for three-point shots that hit the rim. Looked like they were good. They were online, but they just didn't go in. But in that game, Jared Quayle's performance was outstanding. Good call. Uh, Eighteen points. Eight rebounds, four assists. I mean, your point guard led the team in rebounds. Yeah, he led the team in rebounds, too, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much all year long. He had- uh, led the team in three-point shooting for that. that he had four three-pointers that he made. Um, uh, just it was a, He was a steadying force on the court. Not the biggest personality, not the flashiest player, but very steady and always very productive. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to go to, and there's going to be a few that we're going to agree on here, I'm sure, and if they are, then we'll just match it up. But uh, 2006, Washington versus Utah State. Uh, and they, and they, by the way, Utah State was in that large bid, and it pissed the whole entire nation off. Every national outlet was just livid that Utah State had made it. So they were all rooting against Utah State to lose. 
And thanks to Brandon Roy, who went 11 of 19 from the field and oh, had 28 points and that five guy assists. That was unstoppable. Unreal. I uh, went to that game. Oh, were you there? Yeah, and I thought, who? this guy's nuts. Yeah. They cannot stop this guy. Yeah, he was a real deal, especially when he came into the NBA. J.C. Carroll and Nate Harris were really good in this game. J.C. was 8 of 16. Nate was 8 of 13. 21 and 19, respectively. Uh, Nate had also 11 boards. J.C. had 6. No, excuse me. 7. J.C. had 7. Nate Harris had 14. 14 boards and 19 points. And they still lost by 14. And uh, they, were, they were down by 9.5. And then, of course, Washington pretty much just ran away with it in the second half. Well, here was the real deal on this one. Um, that, that Washington team created havoc. They caused Utah State to turn the ball over left and right. Mm-hmm. 22 turnovers for USU compared to seven for the Huskies. What? You know it what? It was really uncharacteristic. What was, actually, stay on this one really quickly with me. How many turnovers did we have against Washington in last year's NCAA tournament game? It had to be darn close because I remember last year we had the same issue, and I don't. Oh, now I gotta, I gotta flip and find it. So that game uh, in '06, you're right. And the problem, really, as as big as the turnover issue was, Eric, it was the fact that they just like they couldn't stop Brandon Roy. He was the biggest problem of it all. And I think they had another kid on that team, Eric. It was, uh, oh, who was it? They had one more kid on that team. Was it Jamal? It was Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. He had 15 points off he the bench. He went 7 of 14. He had five steals, by the way. <laughs> he had five steals. Uh, Last yeah. year against Washington, Utah State had 21 turnovers. There you go. So you're right. Very similar. So, yeah. Uh, but, again, Nate Harris, 19 and 14 is not a bad day. Again, the problem was is... They had Brandon Roy on the other team. Chess Spicer, he was a big help yeah, coming off the Chaz bench. Chess was good off the bench. He was alone. In fact, you're going to see in a lot of these games, Eric, the bench play was pretty poor. Really poor. So it was good to see Chess Spicer come off and play well. Yeah. that was It was fun to travel to San Diego to watch that one. But, man. What a beating that was. Brandon Roy too. was just incredible. Boy, what a... NBA career was robbed by knee injuries for that guy. He was the rookie of the year, uh, Portland. Uh, he looked like he was going to have this really promising NBA career, and then he just got injuries, and man, nobody talks about him anymore. Uh, uh, there you go. That's a good point. Uh, another one I want to talk about. This was I remember this one fondly. This was back in 2003. Uh, this one, yeah. was my quote-unquote bachelor party. We were going to go to a restaurant what? in Salt Lake before the night before I went to go uh, get married, but we decided, no, you know, the Aggie game's on. Let's go find a place where we can watch the Aggie game. Turns out I had some other friends that I knew, some associates, who went to that same restaurant, and they got food poisoning. It would have been a nightmare if I would have got food poisoning right before my wedding. Uh, but anyway, okay. Utah State taking on Stop. Kansas. Utah State was the number 15 seed. They were really poorly seeded, and they went up against Kansas and took them to the wire. Uh, Desmond Pinniger, one of the best performances by an Aggie uh, in the postseason. I mean, he was making big shots left and right, um, Had some made some big three-pointers near the end, had some great looks at the end to uh, to, to tie it or give themselves a chance to, to win. Just didn't go through. 
but um, that was a great game. It was a very. It was close, um, back and forth. That place was rocking. We were in Salt Lake City, but didn't matter. Everybody there was cheering for Utah State. Desmond Pinnaker had a great performance for USU that night. Now was what you said versus Kansas, right? Twenty-five points, nine rebounds, three steals, one block. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. So he was on my list as well. But he, oh, the th- oh, we gotta go to break. The one thing I really want to quickly point out though is like Karam Butler's three. I think it was a Butler who shot it. He pump faked the three. The guy, the guy bit the fake, and he had a wide open look. And then I think he was just short on it. If he la- if that thing goes in, they're going to overtime. Utah State's going to beat Kansas. I can guarantee my life on that. If that three goes in, they beat Kansas. Yeah, I think there was like 10 seconds left. He pump faked. Penniger oh. missed the three. Ball comes out. Cardell Butler gets a, a, a look. Pump faked the guy yeah, out of it, his shoes and had a great look. Oh. All right, some of our other memories of Utah State performances in the NCAA tournament coming up next to the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson reminiscing on some of the great individual Aggie performances over the years in the NCAA tournament. We'd love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321. What are the, the individual performances that you recall that stood out to you over the years? You know, as I look at a lot of these performances, we sucked. We were so bad. Like, I mean, there might be one or two. But everyone else was just absolute garbage. <laughs> it's not good. I'm looking at the Texas A&M game, right? And your starting lineup, Jared Quello goes 5 of 18. Ty Wesley had a great game, actually. This was on my list. Ty Wesley was 7 of 11. He shot 63% from the field with 14 points and 6 boards. The only problem was that he fouled out. I think midway through the second half, too, if I'm not mistaken. That was, that was a recurring problem with Ty Wesley. Uh, Brady Jordan, went, he only, in 20 minutes, was 0-3. Brian Green was 3-6. Pooh Williams went 2-7. I mean, they shot Eric. I, I need to go back and look how many tournament games Yagi shot below 40% from the field. Just from the field, Eric. It's not good. No, that's true. And they were usually overmatched, always running up against the blue chips of all blue chips in the NCAA tournament, just the way that they always got seated unfairly. Um, I, we're running out of time, but uh, certainly the, the game that they had in, in 2011 against Kansas State, they had them on the ropes for a little bit. Uh, Ty Wesley played well, but fouled out. <laughs> 18 points, six boards. Pooh Williams played well. Rockeith Payne played well. Those are some names uh, going back a little bit. Uh, but then, really, the one that stands out the most was the 2001 season where uh, the Aggies beat Ohio State. Tony Brown was huge from beyond the arc. But not forget the, the job that Bernard Rock did, too, for the Aggies. 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, wow. two steals. So, great performances by a number of guys in that game. Wow, that's a heck of a performance, actually. Yeah. Yeah, everybody focuses on that Tony Brown three, but... 
Bernard Rock had himself a game. You're right, though. They played against Kansas, Connecticut, Maryland. I mean, you name it, they played them in the tournament. One and done. That's hard. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we'll talk to championship-winning basketball, Coach Tyler Jones. I'm Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We're entering weekend number two of basically no sports. One of the things the coronavirus has made us realize is just how sports often define our viewing habits. People at home are scrambling to find something to watch. And I know this is not the number one priority or even close, but it is a reminder to appreciate what we have when everything does return to normal. We love March Madness, always have. Wish I was in spring training, either Arizona and Florida with a cold beverage watching spring training baseball. I can't wait for playoff basketball, playoff hockey. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm not worried at all about the state of sports. In some ways, this crisis underscores the deep bond we have with our silly games. I don't think the fans are the only ones who feel that way. I'm sure the athletes themselves are going to come out of this with a new appreciation for fans. Hopefully, that time will come soon, and sports will help lead the nation back to normalcy. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.